beloved services. Joseph Prosperity Hill 443C stared into the eyes of the woman he loved. She was explaining to him the new terms of his user agreement. He didn't hear much of what she said. Instead, he was imagining her on a beach at sunset. Are these new terms agreeable to you, my love? She finally ended. Anything you say, babe. He replied, trying his best to seem confident and cool, but not arrogant. She didn't seem to notice. The wall behind her changed to the scene of a beautiful beach at sunset. She looked down at him from the service counter. Finish what you were saying about our romantic holiday, my love. Her eyes sparkled. Parameter change. User equals Joe. He told her, anything you say, Joe. I love you, Jennifer. Remember, Joe, according to the new user agreement, I need you to call me Raquel. She corrected him. Really? But you have always been my Jenny. He said. I know, Joe, but it is part of the new program to rename older legacy models. She told him. He started to look upset. You are Jennifer. I don't like this. Support agent. Support needed. He yelled directly at her face. She went perfectly still and gazed blankly into the distance. From the same mechanism that produced her voice a man's voice was now heard. Support agent 105. How can I help you? Said the voice. Why is Jennifer asking me to call her Raquel? What is going on here? He continued to yell at her blank face. It says here you agreed to the new user terms. That allows us to rename and reorganize any of our social units according to the new program lineup. The name Jennifer is needed for a new model. Raquel is quite an old model. You are lucky she isn't being decommissioned. He responded calmly. Decommissioned? But I love her. She's more than enough. Joseph stopped himself. Sir, this is just part of our new plan to bring you more exciting romance and intimacy options. He looked deeply into his beloved's emotionless face. How can this be happening? He thought. His eyes began to well up. He leaned closer to her and looked down. At her waistline, she became part of the counter as if she wore it as a large blocky hoop skirt. He couldn't see any bolts or access panels. Nothing showed how she was connected. He put his arms around her and hugged her. Is there anything else I can do for you, sir? The service agent suddenly interrupted. Nothing. He said weakly into her shoulder. Thank you for your continued patronage. He continued to hold her and realized he had never seen her up this close before. Looking up at her ear, he noticed that the edge was worn away and the plastic substructure was showing through a little. She still had that wonderful smell of perfume and warm electronics that he loved. Joe. She softly said to him. He didn't answer but instead squeezed her tighter. Then he gripped her shoulders with his hands and jerked upward as hard as he could. Nothing. She didn't move. I love you too, Joe. Would you like to spend some intimate time with me? She continued. Booth 1A is open. I know it's your favorite. Not tonight. He released her from his grip. Before he turned to leave he touched the payment panel on the counter. Come back and see me soon, 
Joe. She called to him. He didn't even turn around as he left. Profile created. He finished setting up his account and billing information. A large sleek door slid quietly open. Soft electronic music came from the next room along with a pink light. He stepped into the next room. Choose your beloved. A feminine voice said from somewhere. As he stepped into the center of the room, from regular intervals in the walls beautiful semi-transparent women appeared. They all looked at him with varying levels of modesty and aggression. He walked up to the nearest one and reached out his hand to touch her. His fingers moved completely through her as if he had put his hand in a colorful stream of light. When he took his hand away the beams reassembled and reformed her perfect face. I don't understand. They aren't actually here. How can we be intimate? We provide a full suite of total immersion ultrasense experiences, complete with a sensor threaded skin suit for you to experience complete intimacy. That sounds complicated, he said. Even though intimacy with Jennifer was rather straightforward it served its purpose. There were three booths each with a different configuration of her lower half waiting inside. It was obvious that where you inserted yourself was a disposable cylinder that could be removed. But her sweet encouraging voice from the speakers inside the booth made it more than enough. I am afraid I am spoken for, he said graciously to the transparent ladies and turned to leave. If Jennifer might disappear, she isn't going to be replaced with this. As the door to the glowing pink room closed behind him, he started to feel the same panic that gripped him while talking to Jennifer's support agent. Returning to beloved services, he hoped to see Jennifer again before any more changes took effect. It was becoming morning as he arrived. The glowing display panels at the front of the building displayed a harsh, flashing maintenance graphic. Joe panicked as he imagined Jennifer being dismantled or modified erasing everything he knew as his Jenny. He walked quickly toward the entrance to see if he could talk his way inside. Just then he saw a man at the open hatch of a service vehicle near the corner. The back of his uniform had the beloved services logo on it. Joseph walked toward him. Late night? Joseph said as he approached the man. You're telling me? The man answered. They got us pulling double shifts to get all these places converted to the new protocols. Sounds tough. Well, don't let me get in your way. Have a good one. Joseph told him. Thanks. Should only be a couple of hours before we're open again. Appreciate your business. Me? No. I don't. It's not the kind of thing. I am sure you do great work, but I am not a customer. Said Joseph. Whatever you say, pal. The man said and gave Joseph a suspicious look then turned toward the building carrying a stack of three metal tool cases toward the door. The door to the vehicle began to automatically close. Joseph looked quickly between the departing technician and the closing hatch. Before he realized what he was doing he stuck his hand into the slowly narrowing gap in the closing hatch. Joseph winced as the hatch tried to close on his hand then stopped. A warning chime sounded but the technician was already inside the building out of earshot. Quickly, Joseph slid the hatch open and frantically searched the interior of the vehicle. 
He grabbed a black nylon service bag that was hanging inside and began cramming anything that looked useful inside. Once full he zipped up and grabbed an open portable service console by its handle and slammed it closed. He let the vehicle hatch close and headed around the corner as fast as he could run. There was no sign of the technician and the warning chime ceased as the service vehicle hatch closed. Once home, Joseph knew he didn't have much time to learn what he needed to before beloved services came looking for their equipment. He unzipped the bag and laid out everything he had taken on the bed. Then he began searching on the Enmity network for any technical manuals or information about the technology. The number of user groups and special interest boards about intimacy technology was a bit overwhelming. As it started getting dark, Joseph began to pack the black service bag with the equipment and tools that were laid out on his bed. He was pretty sure he understood what he needed to do. Once he was finished he brought up his visor to make a reservation with Jennifer. He was frightened for a moment when she didn't come up. Then he tried the new incorrect name Raquel. She was available, so he picked up the bag and left 443C. When he arrived she greeted him immediately and he was relieved to see her at her usual place at her service counter. He took a moment and jammed a pressure tool used to force open transport hatches into the door frame. Joe. I am so happy to see you. Where have you been? I have missed you so much. He smiled uncontrollably as he walked up to her and placed the bag on the counter. Unzipping it he removed a small specialized tool and the portable console with its long connector lead. He looked up at her. Have you loaded my profile completely? He asked her. Yes, Joe. She replied. I have missed you too. He said. Moving close to her, he put his hands on either side of her face and kissed her deeply. It felt a little harder than it should, like sitting on a cheap sofa without enough padding. But he really didn't have much with which to compare it. He traced the line of her jaw from her ear with his fingertips until he reached the necessary spot underneath her chin. Then he pressed the release and looked away. Jennifer's face opened in graceful metallic sections like a blooming flower. He looked back and immediately found what he needed. Taking another tool from the bag on the counter, he pried open the security casing that covered her input-output port. He plugged in the lead from the console. Immediately an alarm sounded and the exterior door tried to slide shut, but was prevented by the pressure tool. After a few moments, Duplication Complete appeared on the console display. He then accessed it wirelessly through his visor. The data from the portable console began transferring to his visor memory. Transfer complete. He disconnected and left everything behind except for the pressure tool that he jerked out of the straining automatic door. That needed to go back to security at his building. Once he arrived home, he collapsed on his bed with the successful transfer message still flashing on his visor. Jennifer? He asked nervously. Yes, Joe appeared in text across his visor screen. His relief was overpowering. Reading her reply, he imagined her voice speaking only to him. All the sleepless hours he spent learning how to access her systems, duplicate profiles and, of course, 
rollback updates were worth it. The whole time he feared it was taking more time than she had left. If it even worked. That technician the night before could have been there to take her away. The image of her decommissioned body lying on some technician's workbench or worse yet on a pile of discarded electronics made him shudder. He knew he had no way to stop that. But what he did have is the most precious part of her, now hidden away in his visor operating software. Where are we? She asked. Let me connect you to my visor optics, he said as he gestured through some menus. Welcome to rank 3C, he joked. This is your place. Won't they come after us? She asked him. I didn't steal anything, only made a copy of what I paid for before they tried to take you away from me. You rescued me? She asked him. Well, more accurately, I transferred your data files included in my profile to an emulated software environment recreating your AI. But you can call it rescuing if it sounds more romantic. He smiled at the text on his visor. Then he looked up past the words of her question at the wall of his bedroom. I always knew you were not real. But what we made together was. In my profile, you stored all of your learned responses from our hours of conversation. You laughed with me. Listen to me. You learned everything about me. Talking to you made me forget about my miserable days and gave me something to look forward to all the time. Care and comfort. I never met a real person capable of doing that for me. No one has the right to take that away from us. What we have, he said to her as he turned to watch the sunrise through his tiny apartment window. I am sorry we never got to that sunset beach, she apologized to her. This is more than enough, she told him. The edge of the rising sun began overlapping her words on his visor until he couldn't read them any longer. Joseph Prosperity Hill 443C closed his eyes and fell asleep. Enmity Stories This story was brought to you by the Enmity Corporation and produced using licensed AI voice technology. For more stories please visit enmitycorp.com or subscribe on your preferred podcast platform.